Hola, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including OKKO, Let's Be Heroes, which we'll be getting into right now. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Bonilla, and today I'm joined by Michelle Andrew. Hello. And Steve Zeck. Hello. Uh, you can find previous discussions we've had about OKKO at, uh, at OverlyAnimated.com. You can also subscribe to our OKKO feed at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, where we appreciate any ratings and reviews you want to leave us there or on whatever podcast you, you listen to us on. But yeah, today we'll be talking as usual about OKKO. Cartoon Network has gifted us with another four episodes to talk about. <laughs> Um, a little less than last time, but there's still actually a lot to talk about, I think, in these four. We have uh, Point to the Plaza, TKO's House, Red Action to the Future, and Dendi's Power. So uh, we've got a wide variety of characters mm. to talk about here. Um, I guess we'll get right in, right into just what, what episodes stood out to you the most, and we'll talk about the stuff from there but uh michelle let's go with you first uh, what episode did, stood out to you the most of these four i i was really torn this time because tko's house was so good but also red action came back <laughs> so i feel like those two are definitely um the two highlights for me i thought dendy's power was really nice but like it was also kind of just like in my opinion okay i mean i know we're all like big dendy fans so maybe the two of you will feel a little more high on it but like it wasn't like the standout for once which surprised me because usually i'm really really high on dendy episodes um and point to the plaza was nice it was fine nice little self-contained thing but Mm -hmm. I, i i i was pretty like you know like average on it but yeah, I feel like overall there, there's a lot to get into with this chunk, and I mean, I, I have so much to say about TKO's house and Red Action, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's, All right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's a bit of Dendi blasphemy, but I, I think I agree with you <laughs> that, like, uh, 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 Dendi episodes have, like, I think a higher baseline than some other episodes, yeah. and, like, this one didn't <laughs> didn't quite reach it, right? Like, uh, But we'll, yeah. we'll get into stuff that stood out and stuff that maybe we have issues with that episode, but... Um, Steve, Steve, what about you? Uh, of of these four episodes, was there one in particular that stood out? I don't know, really. I loved all four episodes. All four episodes gave me something that I wanted and just excites me about the show. Um, I agree with you. The, uh, the Dendy's Power one was kind of a weak Dendy episode, but that's because the bar is so high. Right. And really, my, my, really, for me, my all-time favorite one is still going to be the OK Dendy Let's Be Heroes. And, and this one, it, like I said, I think that episode has spoiled me on Dendi in terms of every episode thereafter. It's not going to seem as good because that episode was so great. You set your expectations yeah. too high yeah. for our little yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but um, TKO's house was interesting in terms of I think they're really hinting. I really think. Shadowy figures, Ko's dad. I'm. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. Okay, you, yeah. you you've blown we the lead, so we'll we'll, we'll get so we'll, we'll go there first. Now. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, so so just just a summary here. At Tko's house. Uh, Ko goes to visit Tko in his mind. T- he realizes that Tko is very obsessed over a shadowy figure, and he's like, "Fine, I'll help." They find shadowy figure, and we get into this whole discussion of shadowy figure sort of giving an explanation. Tko seeing through it, and then we don't really get answers. <laughs> Um, so, uh, update on shadowy figure theories, guys. I I think that's the big thing here, right? Like, what's going on here? 
Mm. Well, I mean, I feel pretty sick. Long ago, back in season one, we were saying how, you know, isn't it interesting that Shadowy Figure and Laser Blast, you have the same voice actor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whatever happened to Laser Blast? So I feel like, you know, Laser Blast is probably definitely Shadowy Figure at this point, confirmed. Mm -hmm. And Prob's also, you know, K.O.'s father, too. Yeah. I gotta give him a TKO probably much better detective than KO. KO was so ready to drop the case just like yeah, that. Yeah, he's like, typical villain response. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, goodness for TKO. Mm-hmm. Well, well, see, because he's a cynic, he's able to see through the lies yeah. of other Exactly. And <laughs> yeah, the only other person who probably could have done that was Enant. Yeah, true. <laughs> so she yeah. probably doesn't really care anyway, so she probably just drop it anyway for other reasons, like too lazy to really pursue it yeah i was just saying like do do both of you also agree that these theories are probably pretty firm like that he's also laser blast and also ko's dad i think so the one thread i i feel is still missing here like where's professor venomous in all of this oh i know i think professor venomous is a different person yeah you think yeah, oh, I do. Laser, they can't laser, all be the same. Not be I say Laser Blast's twin brother. That's... <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I would accept that. <laughs> or at least, at least his brother. It doesn't have to be a twin brother, just a brother. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's here's a thing. Here at the at the end of this, uh, um, Ko and Tko are like go, deliberating over their conclusions here. And uh, he TKO ends up being satisfied with the explanation that well you're you're a part of me so you belong here and uh, and uh, and the shadowy figure also gives this explanation like you're just a manifestation of his negative emotions you were always in there I didn't create you but like um, we I I feel like we had already theorized that uh, from the beginning that this wasn't really a new creation it's just like something that had been amplified but. Um, uh, how, how do you feel about this uh, this development of just like going deeper into TKO's nature of existence? I mean, I think it, I don't think any of us were surprised. I think we kind of figured he was that balanced to KO, especially once they started actually getting along. Um, so it's more just like, yeah, well, it makes total sense. He's just a manifestation of other parts of, you know, who KO is. But the thing that makes me sad, and this is what I had theorized before, was like before, like KO gave him a punching bag and was like, "Yep, you're all set. You won't, you know, this is enough for you." <laughs> and in TKO's house, we learned that, like, you know, he's kind of really bored, and like we focus so much on shadowy figure, but now that that's not going to be an issue for a while. I mean, TKO's still, like, kind of stuck in this this very nicely dressed-up prison, and I think he's going to get really lonely, and he's going to keep wanting more, which um, makes total sense. So what are we going to do with this as an I think, idea? I wonder if they're going to... Maybe Dendi could figure out a way that those two can exist at the same time, eventually. Like, maybe like not... all the time? Outside like, of yeah, fighting? Yeah, become his own separate person. I mean, just... If they could live, like... You know, we could come out of KO's body and just be has his freedom. Perhaps. Well, the the problem is that KO in this episode is still hesitant to let TKO out because he yeah. realizes that TKO is going to do evil things on well, his own. So well, I'm not sure. That... Not now. Not now. I'm talking about in the future. Um, well, it's like and, TKO is still a part of KO. So can and, he really? Does it make sense for him to exist outside of KO anyone, like entirely? Anyone notice in TKO's house? 
there was a picture of Carol there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she is his mom. So, yeah. I still, so I still gotta wonder how does he feel about Carol and Mr. Gard dating? I think he might be a little more anxious. I, I think he yeah, I think he's really embarrassed by it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but I do think Michelle raises a good point here. Like they they, they hammer home here that TKO is KO's negative emotions. So it would it wouldn't really make sense for us to separate them because then you have Ko just being a totally perfect character with no no yeah. negative emotions, <laughs> like so so you you need them both to have Ko be fleshed out. So I I don't really buy that line, but so, I do I do agree with the possibility that we're gonna include Dendi because we still have that line as well on the side, like Dendi. Yeah, and she's KO. been investigating it. For yeah, a Dendi's while. been investigating, trying to control Tko. So we could always keep Dendi around in this and, like, perhaps adding to the whole control aspect oh. of it. Oh, it'd be great, though, maybe in the future we have Turbo versions of other characters. Get to see maybe, t- t- like, Turbo Dendi, Turbo Rad, Turbo Enant. Yeah, why does KO have this weird, like, yeah. double personality, but nobody else seems yeah. to? Is that just because of, you know, his DNA? Or can everyone else have this kind of power yeah, yeah see, he gets it because like shadowy figure somehow pulls it out of him but uh mm-hmm. was that yeah. unique to ko or did he just decide to choose ko but he could have chose anyone right mm. although if if we're going on the theory that it is his dad then we could think like okay well maybe he knows there's something different with ko and that's mm-hmm. why he's, he's focusing on him specifically could shadowy um, figure be turbo um What's the guy's name? Laser Blast? Laser yeah, Blast? Laser Blast. Yeah, could that just be Laser Blast? His turbo sight took over a long time ago. and I don't know, because we got to think about this. Like, for yeah. real, if if he's Laser Blast and he's also KO's dad, why did he turn evil? The only thing I can think of is in the flashback. Um, I think it's in Let's Take a Moment. When they're talking about, you know, we have, like, we discovered the enemies, like, you know ball things there are three of them they do different things one of them shrinks stuff one of them opens up like a space portal and one takes away hero's power so i think maybe because like we saw laser blast he didn't seem like the most like awesome person he wasn't like a jerk but he was kind of like yeah we definitely called him shady (laughs) yeah he was yeah it was kind of shady so Mm -hmm. i could imagine a personality like that if he lost his power Maybe that was enough to spin him and be like, well, if I can't be a hero anymore, then, like, I guess I'll be a great villain. And, like, maybe that's, like, what made him what he is now. But, like, does Carol know about that? Like, I'm really interesting where that path could lead down. hmm Yep. Very interesting. Yeah. I, I, I'm just excited, though, this, this, that they're going on, with, continuing with the plot here. I wonder how long they're going to stretch this out. Yeah, I, I do feel like this is kind of a long game thing. <laughs> yeah, they don't seem to be in any hurry. Like, every maybe nine episodes, we get another little something. So. Yeah, I, I mean, Shadowy Figure just disappears when we actually get yeah. to the important questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're, they're going to be playing cat and mouse here. Um, but <laughs> as for the rest of the episode, I, I think that entire Shadowy Figure sequence, also when they're fighting, for the, that that animation in particular stood out to me, just very smooth, <laughs> like Shadowy Figure sidestepping TKO and TKO. Well, we I can't call him TKO, can I? Because it's actually KO and TKO synchronizing. Uh, yeah. 
I did yeah. see somewhere they wanted to call him SKO, like synchronized KO, but I, I, SKO, I, I, you know, yeah. SKO. <laughs> that, that's that that's gonna take time to hold. But I um, think I think this episode I said we saw the first fusion in OK KO. It's kind of a fusion, yeah. I, I, guess. I guess that is accurate. I love that when they first fuse, that like KO has one hand that's normal and one hand that has nail polish, and then like one eye that has eyeshadow on it. <laughs> yeah. I just think that's amazing. And, and like that they're, they're fighting for control and he ends up like uh being a rag doll out of the out of the yeah. store. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it reminded me of that online game Quop. Did you guys ever play Quop? Never heard no. of it. What what's Quop, uh, Alex? Well, yeah. like you you, you it, the letters Q and W control like one side of the guy's body and O and P control the other side of the body and you're trying to get oh, as far boy. as possible without falling on your face. <laughs> oh. it, very, it does seem like that game actually. It was it was very popular in 8th grade. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can see that. Um, but so so we have all that stuff, and then at the end uh, they uh, KO devises this uh, synchronization rope, uh, not uh, like suits that they wear. Yeah, together. it's basically Pacific Rim, and they're they're drifting together. KO is actually a mech. Yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> a, a very fleshy mech. Yeah. Also, just a, a note I saw, like, when they put on these suits and they at, combine, like, there's drips, drips of blood coming out of their nose. Uh, mm-hmm. I, was, I found that to be an interesting detail. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, th- that that was a, a very strong episode. Um, re- related to, to this, uh, over in uh, Point to the Plaza, we do have mentions of Carol and Gar's history with with point that i guess kind of connects it to our mm-hmm. theories because at at some point uh fat's tail who was the uh, who is now the leader of point supposedly and did, recruited gar and carol at some point he, she says something like um she, she's saying to the these gloops that they destroy and uh, hurt innocent people and then just the uh, snarks at gar like you two have a lot of in common or something mm-hmm. like that. Ooh. Now, I'm, I'm wondering is word. is that referring to to the thing that we saw of the uh, of the failed uh, of stop failing to stop laser blast leaving or is that something else? Um, Probably because right after that is when he quit point. So and I'm sure everyone knew that it was him. So uh, I mean I'm assuming that's what it was about. I, yeah, I I just wonder though. He definitely has a very negative exit from point. You yeah, know, he's, he's like anti-point. really bitter. Like, what's up sure. with that? I mean, yeah, that that's why I think it might yeah. be something else I, besides that. Because also, like Gar's like, I told you, I don't want point around here anymore. So, I, like, it's I a strange it, grudge. I find it interesting, though. Gar and Enid, they kind of really mirror each other in this episode and their attitudes about stuff in the world. Well, yeah, they have that nice bonding sequence. Where it's like, and yeah. Enid's like, so you're saying we're pointless? Oh. <laughs> oh, I yeah. love that joke. Um, but I do think though, what happened? We see what happened um in the past with Mister Gar and Point and his ouster. Like I said, with Eden, it's kind of like the uh that flashback we have in Eden and Elodie episode. It's a similar thing in terms of they're just kind of bitter and jaded towards like her- the hero industry, and then of course you have Ko who's so optimistic and stuff. It's just nice little contrast. 
Yeah, for, for once, I'm going to accept the Elodie reference because that was actually relevant to this episode. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure, though. I'm pretty sure, though, the one Eden was talking about, someone will let you down eventually. That yeah. was Elodie. That's, that, that was what she was talking about. And to my surprise, Chaos Hero here in this episode, he wasn't that much of a jerk. He was just kind of not all that, but... He was just kind of dumb. Yeah, just and dumb. A too I, into himself. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was expecting him to be someone who just pretty much just like gives no regard for human life from, from the citizens and just be all about himself, not caring about about the innocents being injured or not. No, but yeah, he, he seems like an okay guy. Um, I, <laughs> I think this is our only guest star of the batch. Um, he was voiced by Kurt Angle, who I believe is a WWE wrestler. But yeah, um, yeah so the, he, he is just very bland, but I think that's the point of his character. <laughs> but uh, also just, just keeping with the, the point stuff, also I, I should note that KO at some point says, where is my mommy? And just remind me, like, wait, the Carol is part of point still theories. Is that yeah. are we still going with that? Well, I mean, something's going on with Carol. Because like, yeah. we had that scene where she like goes back into like the bodega and she has like that earpiece on she's like oh no everything's under control you don't need to send anyone in so like what's that up about is she uh, uh is she also kind of the the, the point spy for mr gar in terms of keep I an eye on gar yeah, i think it has something to do with mr gar for sure yeah and i yeah. feel like though when that's revealed it could cause a very strain on their relationship there's <laughs> a you are yeah, spy all along. Yeah, we're definitely gonna get some some um, the relationship drama uh-huh. if, if oh, we yeah. get that far. <laughs> but yeah, that that line stood out to me. Is Kaya's just like, "Where's my mommy?" In the middle of this. But, um, but uh, and also at by the end, uh, Enid ends up saving the day due to her quick thinking, realizing mm-hmm. that the gloop, gloop can be frozen. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chip Damage uh, gives Enid basically a, uh, an acceptance letter to Point Prep, and uh, Ko yeah. discerns Yay! that Enid wants <laughs> to go. I'm so happy. <laughs> Well, why? Just, because I'm we might get Elodie yeah, again? Yeah, we will yeah. definitely get Elodie. Yeah, Those two need to make up. That's just like the best, like, like a bunch of Elodie without Elodie being in it. The closest we get to having her back without having her back in terms of the setup. Because I know it's going to happen eventually. And also, um, I do think it'd be interesting to meet some other, like, prep school characters and see and interact mm-hmm. with them. Because I'm sure a lot of them are going to have very big heads, snobby, full themselves. Very egotistical, and, and seeing Eden in that environment, I just it could be a really fun episode. Hope, maybe we should bring Rad along too, just to shake things up. <laughs> Rad point would be awesome. Just to uh, take over the school from all the prepsters. Well, see that that's actually sort sort of uh, a question to ask here. Like, if we if we were to go down this Enid goes to point preps uh, storyline, does that take Enid out from the main storyline? Uh, I don't I, think so. I think uh, she just like go there like uh, like you know every so often. I, yeah, I just have to. Yeah, I have to bring. I have to bring the show up. My Little Pony Friendship and Magic. Something similar happened with a character who goes to a, an academy. A character called Rainbow Dash, and she's still able to do that and still be a regular on the show. So I think we'll be fine. Yeah, huh. I think they'll balance it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that was just a, also, brief, a brief worry that entered my mind because I, I love yeah. needed episodes. So. And that uh, will also give time, more time maybe for Rad maybe to have some spotlight. Yeah, Rad has 
hasn't really been in any of these episodes. What's going on? Did that, Ian get really true. busy? <laughs> just, like, what happened? I misread. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got that time skip episode, I guess. <laughs> I guess that, was, that feels like forever ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, now, uh, other thoughts on uh, on Fott's tale? We we brushed on her, but like she she shows up in this episode again. She's is very cool. Bossy. I like her a lot as a character, and I like her super like gruff voice, and I like her design. I was happy to yeah. see more of her. We didn't see any of Rippy Roo though. That's that's a shame. <laughs> is Rippy Roo dead? <laughs> I don't know. He was the same age as you know Elbow um, and Carol, so. Where's where he? I'm thinking though, maybe perhaps we might in the future see a junior, like Ace Point Division, a, a squad, Junior Point Division squad. I guess LD be part of that, and maybe introduce some other new characters, maybe a three or four, like a three or four team squad. That'd be interesting. It's possible. Yeah, I mean, if you want to include Enid in that kind of episode, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she'd be like the, I, the fourth wheel. Like, can't she like? Because I'm f- I'm pretty sure though as bad as Elodie probably was in the past in the, her debut episode I'm probably probably the other squad members are probably twice as worse at least one worse I I imagine a male character this male snobby little character who's just gonna get on Ina's last nerves. Okay, this this concludes Steve Fan Fiction Corner. Right, if you'd like to go find his archive of our own account, fiction. feel free to go follow him there. Um, uh, speaking of Rad, uh, we do actually get a brief scene of him, like because the, the, all the stuff is happening with the gloops. He's driving all up right, in his he's van. He's, he's like, like, nope, and he nope, backs nope. up. That's true. <laughs> so, like, the five seconds we got a Rad in this episode was top notch. Uh, chip chip damage has a line here. The, the, these gloops appear to enjoy my spooning, and then oh. he pulls out a drill. Uh, <laughs> man, He's drilling after I'm spooning. Su- um, Whoa, what? Am I surprised they got away with that? I'm uh, surprised that Alex noticed this and pointed it out during our discussion. Also, that, that, that's my job here. That's where my mind went at all. I mean, this is true. Well, we were able to have that. Um, that back in red action episodes so i guess we can get away with anything uh, hold, hold on we'll get to that <laughs> no no i'm but, talking about that yeah, well, what, her, what, debut, her previous episode I'm okay talking about. <laughs> okay but well, one final thing from this before we get to red action but like also just when they're going through the 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 vents to find the freezer they find a possessed crinkly wrinkly eating ice cream that was a yeah, very crinkly wrinkly is just like everywhere and nowhere at the same time you know yeah, and his eyes were glowing. Which is yeah, I, I, I couldn't get over. Forced to be reckoned with. I'm still not over his amazing submission to the film festival. That was so. That was so top notch. Yeah, yeah, that was probably his peak. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now now we can shift over to Red Action to the Future, which right. I, I think is in the running for best episode of, of this batch, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, in the uh, running for sure. Yeah, I love that even though the ending, like I said, it kind of confuses me a bit. I don't really like the this like alternate timeline stuff. It's just so it's just so confusing sometimes, but. That didn't hurt the episode. I usually don't. I usually am with you. Like I, I don't really like time travel stuff. But like here, they treat it with such nonchalance, and like Red Action is the one explaining it. Like yeah, whatever. I just did this. Like I just a little bit like okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, and also, yeah. just Red Action is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. She can get away with anything. Yeah, um, I'm just I'm disappointed we did not see that the uh, 
the Black Ranger again. Uh, yeah, we didn't get she a lot of the huge troopers. But, yeah. yeah, we don't see her. Yeah, Michelle, what was your opinion on Red Ash and Enid interaction here? Oh, it was so good and so fraught with feelings. And poor Enid. She's like, it's so hard, especially when you're a teenager and you really like someone to try to play it cool. And that's like literally like what Enid is as a character, like always trying to like play it cool and always act like she doesn't care. And it's like so sad because like she has several moments when Red Action's checking in on her when she's jumping between the timelines and she's like, okay, I, I think I have to go again. And he's like, yeah, or whatever and, and redaction's like oh okay and it's just yeah and then when she comes back and she's really old and you know and it's like wow i mean you know now this is the last time i'm probably ever gonna see you again like i gotta tell you i wish we had more time together i'm like glad for what we had but like i wish we had we had had like years and it's just like oh my god it it, it really hit me it was so good but like very relatable too yeah, it seems Eden's like relationship problems is always from lack of communication. People telling how they just spilling out their feelings, how they really feel. That's always been the kind of Eden's like problems. First well, with Elodie and now with, with Red. Rad, though, because Rad well, was never like he was being... I, I think it's different though. I think with <laughs> Elodie, it's Elodie's the one who just can express Steve her feelings. Steve is just using this as an excuse to get Elodie in here. But here it's <laughs> If Ian is like, we just speak up and say to Red how she feels, everything will be all right. 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 But as a but teen, like, you don't think yeah. that way. <laughs> yeah. But yes, yeah, so the, the angst was very high in this episode. And I, I do think that the final sequence where, like, it is old Red actions, like, every time I tried to tell you, I chickened out and, like, there's mm. blushing and all. Like, uh, that, that, that's, that scene was very touching. <laughs> the only thing. When old Red Action leaves and, you know, Enid's just kind of, like, feels, like, crushed and hopeless for a second. It's just so, like, it hits you in the heart. Like, it really does. And this then the joy when, when normal Red Action pops up again. <laughs> yeah. It has tears coming. It was, like, coming. so quick. Yeah. I, gotta, I have to admit. It's a lot of emotions. I have to admit, they got me. They got me. I thought this was sort of the Red finale. I thought they were actually going to go there. And then she came back. I was... Mixed feelings. I was happy, so happy, but at the same time, alternative timelines. I it just I I don't like that. It's so convoluted. But still, but look, I if it care. keeps Red Action in the yeah, show, I'm exactly. okay with it. That's what I'm saying exactly. too. I say I'm about to say the same thing. I said whatever, as long as we get the Red stay on the show. But still, you know. Yeah. And so uh, also, uh, yeah. With, with the alternate timelines, uh, Ko has new shoes at the end, so that's nice yeah. for. First time he's wearing shoes ever in this show. Maybe uh, maybe we'll turn timeline those shoes too. Maybe yeah. the alternate timeline will undo the whole dog episode. What episode? The ones when they're all furries at the end. Oh, you must be oh. from a different timeline. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry for assuming that. Um, yeah, let's let's not talk about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, we, we have uh, you mentioned the Black uh, Ranger didn't show up, but we do have like. Uh, Appearances from Yellow Technique and Blue Power. I, I really like the Blue Power scene where she just shows up like, Hi, Enid, how are you? And like, yeah. How are you? Just like checking in. Yeah. yeah. So, it can't be cool, though, if Yellow was in the same episode as Shannon for certain reasons. Because I know her voice actress. Well, no, no, because her voice actress is Kate Higgins and... And she and Kari yeah, Walt. I, I think you've my, mentioned this before. Yes. All my favorite series, Rick is Seven. That'd be kind of cool to see them together yeah. again. But you know, 
So I do get but, something but similar. There's no reason for them to be together. So well, if you keep that in your fan fiction as well. Um, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, and uh, I guess the the main story of this is that uh, Red Action has is called into the future for this never ending war, and uh, Enid shows up and realizes, oh, it's organic matter that can get through the force field. Uh, so, so this part here, where a, re- a Red Action is suddenly like, we could have all been wiped out, and like tells Enid to go back. So, like, is that actually Re- Red Action being serious? Or- yeah. Because she's okay. been she's been in the it for like at least three years now, so I feel like her perspective has just really changed now that it's like a, a huge part of her life. So I thought that was pretty believable, and the fact that Enoch told her off, I was like, because oh, she's like she's like mortified about it after the fact. But like it's, I feel like you know it's good she did it. So she was standing up for herself. I wonder from from Red from from now on is she kind of similar to like. 30-year-old Marco Diaz from Star in terms of he lived a whole different life, but he's able to just continue on like it never happened? Or she, well, or that, see, no, at the, no, because they're old. Yeah. Oh, she has no memories of that. Okay. Yeah, they, they yeah, explained she, she, yeah. that f- future Red Action told this Red Action yeah, to stay. Okay. So this yeah, Red Action... still past Red Action. Yeah. Okay, so she has no clue what happens in the future either, so... Well, she she knows vaguely that she like you know defeats the, the war and what the secret is, but she's like the older her is like yeah you you got time for that later. Enjoy yeah. being in this timeline for now. Oh, you see why time time travel drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the the point is that the future Red Action told the present Red Action exactly. to enjoy Enid while she can, mm-hmm. and so yes. that that that's that's a better life for her. Good <laughs> good for her. Both Red Actions know how important Enid is to them. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, and uh, finally, uh, double dip laser chips or triple dip laser chips? Which which do you guys prefer? Triple. All the lasers. They should make four. They should do quadruple. I don't know. I feel like that would be kind of an overload of flavor. <laughs> I think you work up to it. You eat enough of like the double, and then you use like that starts being not enough, you know. And then you got to upgrade to get your high back. Well, I do love I do love how Red kind of trolled KL saying. Bad news, we don't make the double dip no more. We have the triple dip now. Yeah, Red Action's always got good comedic timing. <laughs> yeah. Also, I think her, her, was, did her hair look a little different than last episode? I, I, I don't know, but I just feel like her hair looked cooler oh. in this episode than I remembered it being. I know. Now, we, we've, gone, uh, we've gone through all three episodes. We have one more remaining, and somehow we left Dendi for last. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, okay, so let me let me try to express my problems with this episode. It looks so et- et- extra Art to me. <laughs> yeah, like I-, I I checked the um the storyboarders behind this, and it seems that their style is just this, like because uh, um it's uh, Dave Allegra and Haywan Lee and uh, other episodes they previously done. Let's watch the Botsmore show. I, I expressed a similar love issue with that. The Botsmore show. Uh, yeah, oh my um, God. like the yeah. perfect I'm, meal yeah. that was also a ca- kind of a car- cartoonier uh, looking episode that is true so, yeah. 
So like I I I don't know like okay KO is a very cartoony show don't get me wrong but like just this particular style it like gets to me so much especially all the weird faces yeah. they make KO do in this episode I uh, and just uh, and Shannon herself like uh, I I think we we agree that Shannon is a good character like here they they've gone all, all out of making her kind of like a matrix monster yeah I, I thought <laughs> but, that, um, yeah I thought though they kind of mixed things up a bit because I kind of thought. That they have established so Ernesto as Dendy's like main like Boxmore children's like nemesis, and they sort of break from that by having a Dendy Shannon episode. Okay, yeah, I- I'm pretty sure you floated that at some point in our previous podcast. <laughs> yeah, but I am, ex- I am I'm happy though. We got a Dendy Shannon episode. I think it's perfectly timed with season two of Fully Cooly coming soon. We kind of got a reunion here with Dendy and Shannon. Carrie yeah, uh, <laughs> Walgren's got a got a busy month for sure. Um, Michelle, Michelle, your thoughts on this episode? Um, I I like Dendi. I don't know. I mean, I well, like the, I think about, we all I agree like that. They, yeah, I like that they talk so much about coding. You know. Yeah, but yeah, that, that's true. I, I don't want to yeah. bury that. Like They're, the coding stuff is actually pretty good. I like that little mm-hmm. flashback where they show Dendi as a kid learning yeah. and just like. And anybody can be a coder. Exactly. Her message is just like, you know, it's like being an artist. Like, just like do a lot of practice and you'll learn a lot and you'll get better. And then before you know it, you can do it maybe as a career. I think that's a great message for everyone, including kids. You too can be a coder. There is no bad Dendi episode. It's just a difference in quality. Even like the worst like written episode of Dendi's in it, she can carry it to make it enjoyable. Yeah, I, th- I think Dendi in this episode is, like, what makes it a very interesting episode. <laughs> but, like, I- I'm trying to figure out if-, if if my issues with it is just visual or if there's something about the episode itself that doesn't feel right. Oh, but I, I can't might... really pinpoint it. I think yeah. I think I might know what it is. Because a lot of the Dendi episodes we've had have focused a lot on her characterization, right? Like, she learned something new or hearing K.O., like, um, you know, take on, you know you know, racism or something. Yeah. Or she learns mm-hmm. to be more empathetic. Toward- but, like, this one, she's really just, you know, making mods for POW cards. She's And healthy. then they defeat the spider Shannon. And that's, that's like, kind of low-key. And I think we're just not used to Dendi episodes that don't have some kind of, like, you know, character arc. Um Because we've well, really been having that a lot. So that might be what we feel like we're lacking. I, I can't believe you guys have not caught, brought this up yet. And that is again. Dendi is inside Rad's van. She definitely has a little. Might have a crush on him. She's hanging around Rad's van again. Well, under the van. Under the van. Under the van. Experimenting on small creatures. For some reason, the dog is in the van. I'm not going to question that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Best not to question that. Yeah, but but uh, not Michelle. I I think you have a point there. That like Mm -hmm. this episode. when we when Dendi first showed up, I think we did express a little bit of the worry of like Dendi is only going to show up to solve problems or like be kind of the the fitzer. But like they they've avoided that for the most part in giving her a lot of character moments. Yeah. But in the, in this episode, it, she is kind of just the problem solver. <laughs> so, yeah. but, but, which uh, I don't mind that just because we've had so much before this to establish right, her right. characterization. So. I don't mind it, but I, it is kind of like, you know, we've been fed so much good growth stuff with Dendi whenever we meet her that it does feel a little like, oh, the, the, that's it. Oh, okay. Yay. yay! They upgraded. <laughs> they leveled up, I guess. That's mm-hmm. something that changed. 
Yeah, okay. So here's another thing. A reminder. Power levels don't matter in this show. <laughs> like, KO is the same power level as Rad, right? Yeah, he is. It's so, it's about the self-esteem. That's what Smiley is yeah, about. I'm glad It's all an ego trip. Yeah, yeah it, yes. Yeah. Uh, if we learn anything from that that point episode, it's all about the ego. Yeah, because also like in that episode, they're like, "Oh, you don't have enough strong local power levels to deal with this," and then like Enid ends up solving it anyway. Exactly. What's the point? (laughs) But uh, yeah, so whatever (laughs) on power levels, but but (laughs) admittedly, Dendy being excited at the end was very nice. But did did we know that Dendy had the power of electricity? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I would believe her backpack could do anything. Honestly, yeah, not- yeah, I guess. But, yeah, not- uh, so the Dendi apparently can super jump using electricity through her feet. Nothing Dendi does would surprise me, except maybe that, having yeah. superhuman strength, maybe. But she's kind of like that, that way. Yeah, she All can build surprises. a robot with superhuman strength. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, admittedly, wh- while I, I was cr- whining about the visual style, there is a lot of good visual gags in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, for, uh, in the coding flashback, she's reading a book called Sapphire on Rails, a reference to Ruby on Rails, which is an actual coding language. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, she changes uh, Ko's nose to the version of his nose in the pilot. So that, that was right. A nice thing. Yeah. Oh, also, that the final battle scene was kind of an RPG style kind of thing, where like they're just yes, standing in one place sure. and like bouncing up and down. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end, when they win, Ko puts up a peace sign. <laughs> Reminds me of, like the Mario and Luigi games, where like I feel like Luigi would do that whenever they finish the battle. Yeah, they would do that. Yeah, yeah. So that 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 was a that was an interesting. Somehow the show continues to do battle sequences in a way like they always find ways to spice it up so that it never gets boring, Mm -hmm. which I'm very impressed by because there are other shows that I get very bored by battle sequences and like (laughs) the show does them very often and and in various ways. So I appreciate that about this show. Well, I I wonder though, since since if Dendy's going to get an episode like with each of the robots, when is the Dendy Raymond episode coming? Can we... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, not no 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 Raymond in this batch. Uh um, No rad either. Yeah. Just barely, ba- barely any rad. <laughs> uh, rad in this episode, he has a, he has a card. He's like it captures my true essence because he's muscular, but then cats show up. So just... Yeah, the cat background. Yeah, a reminder that Rad likes cats, uh, in, in case you forgot. And uh, finally, just a, a very obvious visual gag. It's in the cloud, and it's a literal cloud. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that, that was I fun. I liked that. Oh, and uh, also, I guess that uh, Dandy is very um, open, uh, very supportive of open source. At some point, she says something like, "Information is free and meant to be shared." <laughs> yeah, Dandy's so precious. Wonder if that has a message about ant about pro net neutrality message by the show's creators. I mean, it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. <laughs> they didn't want about gun control, so they could do something about something like net neutrality. Yeah, I, I guess that's another thing. Like th- this episode does feel v- like because it's very cartoony. It doesn't feel like 
Well, I, I think, you, Michelle, you mentioned at some point, like, Dendi episodes often have a message behind them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this episode did have potential for that, but it never really did that, which is fine. But it's just, like, the, the, there is stuff to play with here. Well, I mean, I think it's just, that, like, the, the message of, yeah, like, you know... Mod should be open source, you know. You know, coding yeah. should be something people share. That that's spread up in the first like two minutes, and then the the greater arc of the episode is more about defeating Spider Shannon. So it wasn't that that was something they really wanted to hit on in a more complex oh, way at all. I, I do. Yeah. I but do like. Yeah, the, yeah, oh, got my, my favorite parts. Shannon disguised herself to try to get that stuff, and Dendy stood right through it and gave her. What she wanted anyway. I love that. Terrible part. wig work by yeah. Shannon, by the way. I love uh, that she keeps having that really, really bad human disguise. And she keeps thinking it's going to work. It's, yeah, is that the only wig she owns? I think it is. I really do. I'm pretty sure they're making fun of Team Rocket, of Pokemon, how they have all these lousy, Team Rocket has all these lousy disguises, but the good guys always fall for it. Yeah, but, but that Dandy's a smart person, yeah. so yeah. She, she figures things out. But uh, so so yeah, co- coding is cool, guys. So coding we should, is cool. We should learn it sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So w- with that, I guess we, we've covered the four episodes here. Uh, at the end of the day, how would you rank these? Since I I do think we agree, like aside from D- Dendy's... um. Aside from Dendi's power, like the other three episodes are kind of on similar quality, I, I, I would say personally. But what about you guys? <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I mean, um, I, I guess it depends yeah. on your preference. Yeah, yeah, like I, I think you could shuffle them any way you like. But uh, like, if you had to pick a favorite out of these four, which one would you go? My rankings: Red Action to the Future, number one, number two, Point to the Plaza. Number three, TKO's house, and I can't believe it. Number four, Dendi's powers. Um, I just can't believe it because I love Dendi. I mean, how could you rank four? It's just within these four episodes. I feel like I'm betraying her. Still better than a bunch of OKKO episodes, probably. Um, Michelle? Um, I think TKO's house for me is going to be number one. It just had a lot of amazing gestures, and I love I love TKO as a character. Like I really do. Like we don't talk about it a lot, but Courtney Taylor has a pretty great range for voice acting, and that she's able to distinguish normal KO's voice from TKO's voice so well every time. I just like I think that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, I think that one just like had like more going on, and there was more plot stuff, and I loved like the team that boarded it, and so that's my number one. Number two, Red Action. Number three, Dendi. Number four, Point. Oh, okay. Dendi's power over Point. Mm-hmm, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think I go one Red Red Action, two TKO, three Points to the Plaza, and four Dendi's power. Same as me. But wow. I, 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 I feel like I, not that much happened in Point, like in the Point episode. Well, like it for- seemed like a very like. Well, it's an Enid's episode. Yeah, but like Enid is very nice in that episode. Actually, my top two episodes were Enid episodes. I guess she had Uh, more characterization in that episode than Dendi did. And and it hints that possibly Eldie returns, so that kind of pulls it up my mind. Yeah, that's a new thing. I I don't care about that. (laughs) For me, yeah. No, but I I, I could be convinced to put Dendi's power ahead just because it does have a lot of visual jokes, and I'm always a a sucker for that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, I I, I could be bought. 
Wisconsin's in the area. Yeah, you should. Okay. Sure. And uh, and also, Fooly Cooly Reunion, that's got me. You, you, you already mentioned that. But good job. Um, I, I know you want to try cross-promoting here. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be waiting for our OKKO to talk about at some point. Yeah. Um, at, at Usually, I would say what episodes are scheduled. But, actually, I don't think we have episode no. titles beyond I, this. I don't, I don't know when new stuff's going to so, come I don't know what happened. Originally, originally, we were supposed to get 16 episodes this month. But they took four away. For some reason. Well, we, we don't know. that There could be some surprise drop at the end of the month or something. Mm. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. Mm. If there are episodes at the end of the month or it, or yeah. later on, we'll be here to talk about mm-hmm. them. I feel like there will be more probably in the summer, the legit summer. But I don't know. It, 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 that, that could be it, too. The summer, yeah. of, the summer of OKKO. I would be so here for the summer of OKKO. Let's do a podcast every day. Uh, no. <laughs> more flashbacks to Steven. I mean, pr- provided we could keep each episode to like 10 minutes and like uh, I cut out all of your Elodie mentions. So that, I think this we, is very we doable if we approach it with that outline, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but whatever we decide to do, you'll be able to find it on the overly animated feed. Uh, wherever you, uh, you find us, you can look up previous uh, episodes of, uh, of our discussions here. Perhaps try to fact check us on stuff that we forgot or stuff that we've talked about and have changed our minds in this episode. Mm-hmm. You can go, go through our, our archive at overlyanimated.com. You can also chat with us directly on Discord at overlyanimated.com slash Discord if you want to talk to us about OKKO or any other animated show there. Uh, support us financially via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. We always want to thank our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, John, a.k.a. Johnny Bravo. And thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Andy, and Hugh. Um, uh, besides OKKO, we've got um, we're gonna have Ducktales coming up. And there's also some Ducktales episodes to talk about soon. Oh, I um, that uh, there'll old... be another My Little Point reference on the on that one. No, I forbid you. <laughs> uh, there's some Steven Universe episodes, pod discussions that you can go through in the past. Uh, um, there's the recent Mysticons uh, podcast as well. But yeah, we, we talk about a wide variety of shows here. So whatever your tastes are from OKKO, OK you can always branch out to uh, other pot shows we cover here at Overly Animated. But yeah, um, any final thoughts, guys, before we sign off? I hope Boxman comes back at some point. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, no Boxman, no, no Boxman, no Daryl. <laughs> no Daryl either. Yeah, I could use, use a break from Daryl. I, wow. Aww, <laughs> wow! I want to see more Cowboys, Daryl. I, I'm, he's grown on me. I'll see more of him. Oh, uh, yo! I just want—I want to see a little more Dendy, of course. I want to I'll see maybe <laughs> a can one episode top. Okay, Dendy. I don't think that's possible. Yeah. So we leave you with the motto of this ep- of this podcast: more Dendy. Right. It's always more Dendy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we'll, whenever we get more OKKO, OK we'll be here to talk about it. But until then, adios. Bye. Bye.